but let's quickly talk about e-scooters. Are e-scooters a modern means of transportation? You know, the shareable ones. You've seen them in uh, American cities. You've ever traveled south of the border. They have them in um, cities in this country as well, in Edmonton and Ottawa, Calgary, for example. So are they a modern means of transportation or just an urban blight? A committee in Toronto, a city council committee, has recently upheld, voted to uphold the ban on e-scooters in the city that still has to go to council for a full vote, full council for a vote that is coming up soon. And the committee heard from disability advocates about the impact, especially on sidewalks, uh, from these shareable e-scooters. They tend to get left behind, then maybe they're going to block the sidewalk. And if you're someone who uses a wheelchair, for example, you have uh, some mobility issues, that's going to be a big, big issue. Now, recently I had Jonathan Hopkins from Lime Canada on. Lime Canada is a company that operates shareable e-scooters in a number of other cities, some of them that I mentioned. Here's what Jonathan Hopkins had to say. Really what we heard at council was a lot of frustration and and fury, frankly, from um, the people with disabilities at the current state of sidewalks in Toronto. And so I think we're seeing a lot of blowback from a bad situation on sidewalks and the fact that they're not getting any better. And so fear that any change will actually make things worse. What we really want to do is work together with um, the accessibility community and business districts to see, okay, how can we use this new tool to make sidewalk access better? How can we use this tool to make cities safer? But it requires working together and being willing to innovate and try new things. We found from our polling from Nanos that 98% of the people that oppose e-scooters oppose any new non-car mobility option. That is Jonathan Hopkins from Lime Canada talking about trying to find a solution that works for everybody so e-scooters can be here in the city of Toronto. Well, my next guest heard that interview and got in touch with me. April 21st, 2004, Louise Russo's life was changed when a bullet that was intended for a mobster hit her when she was in a North York sandwich shop. But since then, Louise Russo has become an advocate for victims of violence and an advocate for the disabled. And I've talked to her and interviewed her many times, and I am absolutely thrilled to welcome her to the program. Hello, Louise. How are you? I'm doing great, Alan. How are you? I'm I'm doing great. Thank you very much. You know, grading it all on a curve as we do in the pandemic. <laughs> what What was your reaction to that segment and what we heard from the head or, or the executive with Lime Canada? Yeah, um, well, of course, they're corporate lobbyists, and it's a big, big moneymaker. And, uh, you know, who's going to be left with the cost? It'll be the city. So, um, you know, they really do not have a solution to the issues that, uh, you know, um, a lot of our people with disabilities, with seniors, and, um, you know, we've uh, talked to that they have... There's a lot of concerns here. I mean, e-scooters are an endanger to public safety. They're a hazard that both the riders and innocent pedestrians are seriously injured. They pose a hazard. They pose a danger, especially with people with disabilities, seniors, kids. You know, um, these things are... Louise, why do you say they pose a danger to people with disabilities? Okay, I I, thought, you know, before I decided to advocate for this, I... uh, did some research on my own. I talked to quite a few groups. I talked to the seniors group and the disability 
advocates. I, um, you know, got on board with the AODA, with David Leposky, and just started to really understand what this is all about. Because I thought, you know, before I put my voice to this, I need to understand and to be comfortable with myself. Um, I also spoke to a good friend of mine, Eddie Rice. He was in Florida, and he he sent pictures to me. He says, oh, my God, Louise. He goes, this was um, about a year ago. He said, look what's happening here. He goes, I'm trying to go within two-block radius. He goes, he's on in, um, those uh, electric scooters because mm-hmm. he's got uh, uh, polio. And uh, he, he said to me, he goes, I constantly had to ask people to – take them off the sidewalks. They were littering everywhere. He said, you know, like it was humiliating. And we already have a difficulty with the barriers. And, the, you know, I do agree with John, we need to work on our curb cuts and, you know, just the accessibility. And this would just cause another barrier that way. Jonathan Hopkins in the position of Lyme Canada is, is that there's a way around this and that, you know, if we have places that where you're supposed to lock them up and then mm. they can't be just discarded like you describe and like it has been a real issue in so many American cities. What, what do you make of that? Well, the thing is, you know, I see where they're coming from and they want to badly get them into Toronto. Absolutely. For, you know, obviously it's a profit for them, but, mm. You know, I mean, are, do you think they're really going to lock them up? And then we have a road. We're going to have so many. We already have bikes that are locked up, and they're working great. But these e-scooters, we know from other studies and stuff, they've just been littering the streets. They're littering everywhere. In Denver, uh, the Colorado, they've had to take them off. They said, you know, we can't enforce them. We can't. We don't have the enforcement. Our police officers already have enough to deal with. You know, we we it just doesn't make sense. It's not going to work, and uh, we don't want them lying around, hindering pathways, creating accessibility barriers to anyone using a wheelchair, a walker, a scooter, and and their trip hazards to people with vision loss. And where my concern too is these young kids that jump on these things. They are 20 kilometers an hour or more, and they whip by you. They're silent. I was talking to a couple of seniors. They said they were just on a nice leisurely stroll in a park. And all of a sudden, she goes, Louise, I don't even know what hit me. All of a sudden, this thing whips by me, two kids, no helmets. And, uh, you know, if I had turned around that second or just, you know, just decided to stop and, you know, just um, they would have hit me and I would have been injured. And. Sure. And who are you going to sue? Like, you know, these kids just went by there. You, you're not even going to be able to see who it is that did this at that time. And it just doesn't make sense. I mean, the bottom line here is um, our health um, system is already in crisis. We don't need to add more to their stress. We don't need to add more toward the cost. Right. And, uh Yeah. Louise, thank you so much for coming on and giving the other side and giving another side to this story. I hope you are well. I hope you're, you know, managing to survive all of this. Alan, it's always a pleasure speaking with you. And thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to voice my opinion. And also, I hope that City Council and the councillors will take the recommendations of the City Staff Report and the Toronto Accessibility Advisory Committee and continue the ban and keep our pedestrians safe and not get pressured by corporate lobbyists. Alan, thank you so much. Louise, be well.
You too. Take care. Bye-bye. That is Louise Russo, disability advocate, talking about e-scooters.